They're like my favorite podcast to listen to. Get a sound check. Alright. Yeah. You have your laughing all over this thing. Dude, I love them. Here we go! It's the Triforce. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Can he swing from a web? I don't know. I didn't play the game. Look out. Here comes Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a cue from you. This is the Spider-Man podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Spider-Man 24-7 uh, every week. Um, guys, hey, how are you doing? Hey, bit- Zach, welcome hey. back. It's been it's been quite a while and quite a pandemic since I've seen the both oh, of you. Oh, hold on, wait! I gotta give you something. Yes, Zach is thank back. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I uh, you know had to take some time off due to school stuff, and then there was a global super virus. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know the we, you know you guys uh, you guys I, I were able to hold down the fort. You guys had the Animal Crossing episode, which I am. I am very sad that I was not able to weigh in on, um, but uh, I'm, I'm very glad it happened. And, uh, you know, it uh, has not been an excellent week for me, so you guys let me choose the topic for today. And that is going to be Spider-Man 2018 uh, from Insomniac Games. We should have talked um, about this a long time ago because it is a fucking masterpiece of a game. It's a oh, pretty beautiful, yeah, beautiful th- game. I think it's a pretty great game. I think that there are things that uh, very obviously are good. There are things that are um, reminiscent of other things. And there were things that I was like, as a Spider-Man fan, I was glad that they were included. And then as a Spider-Man fan, I was also like, what is, what's really happening here? But, uh, you know, that's that's a web for a different time. Uh, And I think that we... Uh, we can probably start off at the beginning. Um, Spider-Man has had a pretty long history of having video games about him and pertaining to him, uh, probably more uh, in line with like the Spider-Man movies that came out. You know, like when Spider-Man 2 came out, there was a Spider-Man 2 video game. You know, when Spider-Man 3 came out, there was a Spider-Man 3 video game. And there were some of them that were, um, you know, that were different and for different reasons but i think that spider-man was uh of the mainstream superheroes and i think he is likely the most mainstream marvel superhero um got a got a video game adaption that was uh good enough so to speak so there's plenty of terrible games uh about superheroes yes so um obviously 2018 insomniac games and sony which owned owned the rights to uh spider-man still at this time uh that was before uh what we call the holland merger uh between disney and sony which i do believe is also still up in the air uh anyhow uh yeah it uh concentrates on peter parker as always uh as spider-man um but this is a more uh, I would say adept Peter Parker at being Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man for eight years at this time uh, as the game opens up. So I would say he has been uh, web-slinging for a good amount of time. Um, and as such, he kind of already has like the previous um, you know, exposure in New York City. And um, that w- that's another thing that I think is really 
cool about this game is that it is a scale model to to a certain extent of um New York City. So like there are different districts and it's quite like another game which I'll be comparing it to multiple times throughout this podcast but like it uh had like the financial district or Chinatown and you know you could you could really move through these very different um you know sections of New York City. And I know a lot of my friends that live in the city uh like actually went and tried to find their neighborhoods and like the buildings that they live in and stuff. Uh and some were some were able to find it, some were not. Um, but I know I have some friends who live in Hamilton Heights, and there are occasions where you're swinging about, which we have to talk about the swinging system. It's amazing. Um it's really cool. Uh, but like, I got a, I got a police call, you know, from Hamilton Heights and it was, it was pretty cool to like actually be in New York city because Spider-Man is grounded in this actual real world location. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I love him. Yeah, I know. So the story centers around Peter Parker, obviously, as I've said, and, uh, he, at the beginning of the game, he takes out Wilson Fisk, who is the Kingpin, a very famous Marvel uh, super villain, you know, just a very big um, cube like man, cube man uh, <laughs> with uh, he's very large and he's a mob boss and he's very rich and he's very smart, all sorts of things. Uh, he was the main villain in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, which um, is uh, a lot of people have been able to get to the, um, you know, get to the Spider-Man universe uh, nowadays through the Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. So a lot of people remember him from there. But the real, um, there is kind of trouble in finding who is the main antagonist of this game. Rain, would you agree? Uh, yeah, because you think it's one person and then they're like, oh, wait, we're going to do this now. And you're just like, what? Huh? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I have to be honest, I haven't beaten the game yet because I don't want to do the end thing until I've 100% like everything else. God, good for you. God bless you. That's awesome. I like that. I'm very, and I got the game last year. So like, I've just been really like, every time I go back to it, I'm like, oh, okay, what do I have to do today? Pigeons? Let's get all the pigeons. Oh, the pigeons. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. There is, uh, you do help a homeless man find all of his pet pigeons, so that's a lot of fun. That's, uh, we... what? <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cute, Colton, you had to be there. I, I to gotta, there. I gotta be there, that sounds like Doing fun. The Spider-Man. I'm actually currently there, and I will be playing the game as we, you know, as we do through the podcast, um, so if certain things pop up to me, I might stop my point and talk about it. But basically, I would say, the, for narrative reason, the main supervillain is this guy, uh, Mr. Negative. And uh, Mr. Negative kind of sounds like uh, Colton when he's had a bad day. But uh, <laughs> it's really uh, this guy who's able to kind of... Um, I think he's almost kind of like able to absorb um, negative feelings and then reduce and bring them out in uh waves of energy or like use them to corrupt and control people oh, dude, no wonder he lives in new york yeah i get it you know like and it's pretty crazy um about new york is they have landmarks and you actually have to go and take pictures of not only real new york city landmarks like the empire state building and city hall and you know the new york library but also like 
Marvel locations, like uh, within the Marvel universe, like uh, Doctor Strange's Sanctum Santorum is a location. Um, the Wakandan Embassy is a location. Uh, the bar that Luke Cage uh, runs is a location. Jessica Jones uh, Investigative Place, Alias Investigations is a location. So there's like a lot of um, not only real world mixing with the Marvel world. Um, uh, so Mr. Negative is definitely one of the main antagonists. And what I find is so interesting um, about the villains in this game is there are a lot of Spider-Man royalty in this game. Uh, there's a lot of video of, of um, enemies that are very commonly seen in the Spider-Man pages. Uh, you know, you've got like Electro and you've got uh, Doc, uh, you've got like um, a Scorpion and all these characters that like we're very familiar with. And it's all very literate in certain degrees to like actual Marvel um goings on because uh j jonah jameson colton you'll love this actually j jonah jameson notoriously not spider-man's biggest fan um he has a like an alex jonesian-esque podcast where he like talks <laughs> about spider-man and how shit he is uh and all this stuff but um yeah at one point, she's, he's like, oh, you know, something, something about Scorpion. Now, a lot of you may know that I did actually fund the experiment that gave Scorpion his powers. And I'm like, holy shit, like, that was actually true. Like, J. Jonah Jameson tried to create, like, an anti-Spider-Man and basically ended up creating Scorpion. So there's a lot of really cool, um, you know, a lot of really cool... Uh, villains in this a lot of um, some of them are main there's a whole tombstone um, side mission and I love tombstone he's one of my faves um, but I think the real crux of the story is the relationship between Peter Parker and Otto Octavius who anybody who if anybody's familiar with the Spider-Man universe eventually becomes a very prominent villain in the form of Dr. Octopus so, um, I feel like I'm talking a lot. So, Rain, do you want to kind of describe the situation between uh, Peter and Otto Octavius for those that haven't played the game? Yeah, so when you, like, start up the game, Peter Parker is working I, with or under, I, it's been a hot minute. Um, Both, I, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so he's kind of, like, working under him in this rundown lab where they're creating um it's like this technology that like works through the nerves yeah it's and... like kind of like uh artificial limbs that like respond to the brain like your real arm would yeah and you know the for a good chunk of like that beginning dr octavius is like oh you know like very looking out for Peter. He's like, oh, you don't have to stay working with me. I can't pay you. You know, and all of these things. And he's very caring. But, you know, Peter Parker being Peter Parker, it's just like, what? I don't need money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here being... for you. And it's like, dude, dude, your rent, my guy, your rent is so due. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's actually true that uh, Peter Parker does get evicted from his apartment at one point in the game. So... <laughs> It's really giving you the New York experience. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and so basically you kind of start off with this friendly relationship, and obviously as, you know, all comic book stories are like to do, 
there's tension, there's an eventual break, and then Otto Octavius becomes Dr. Octopus and becomes a villain. Um, but there's really also a lot of political corruption because your boy, uh, Norman Osborn, um, who is Peter Parker's best friend's dad in the form of Harry Osborn, is now mayor of New York City. So that's pretty something and uh, is really talking about, uh, you know, a lot of uh, the political corruption that's actually present in New York City in the fact of having, you know, New York, uh, New York City's uh, favorite capitalist as your mayor, as Norman Osborn. Uh, but the thing that connects all of these guys, you know, Wilson Fisk, Mr. Negative, um, Norman Osborn, is real, uh, even uh, Otto Octavius to a degree, is this thing that they call Devil's Breath. And that's the main kind of comic booky uh, issue that needs to be solved is that um, as we come to find out there is like a virus that um, they, they've developed uh, Norman Osborn has actually developed for a very specific reason which we don't find out until the very very end of the game um, as this almost like cure of all diseases right this kind of like cure all um, stuff that will get rid of any sort of badness present in the body, but it also has like a very high failure rate and like a very high body count. And there's like this whole sequence of them showing um, that like you know if it goes wrong, it's gonna go terribly wrong. Um, so you know, uh, typical stuff, typical Spider-Man stakes. Um, but uh, the main uh, kind of way we get access to a lot of the villains uh, is through this thing they have called the Raft, which is like a hyper-security prison for uh, a lot of the more super-powered uh, Spider-Man villains. So, as it starts off, you know, Wilson Fisk gets arrested, he gets sent to the Raft, uh, and then later on in the game, the... Uh, basically, Mr. Negative breaks out a very specific set of six villains from the Spider-Man comics. Does anybody, for some brownie points in the chat, want to tell me what those six are? Rhino's there. Rhino is definitely there. Yes, that is um, one of them. Is, I want to say Electro. Electro is definitely there. Yes. That's two of six. Um, uh, the Scorpion, guys. <laughs> Scorpion, Mac Gargan, that boy, Scorpion, that's Venom? three. You've got... Not Venom. Ah, no, is Venom sir. in the game? No, no, Venom is not there. Um, yes and no. We'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Think oh, of the least effective Spider-Man villain. The Goblin. The Green uh, Goblin. The Vulture. The Vulture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't remember his name. I was like, oh, the guy with the wings was so annoying. <laughs> yeah, the Vulture. He's awful. And they literally make a joke about how useless he is. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's, as soon as, uh, as soon as he's like, Spider-Man, we meet again. You just web him in the face and he's like, ah. <laughs> so it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty funny. Um, you so know, he's just like the great. useless Skeletor of the series, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, and then obviously, and then we also have um, uh, Rhino, uh, Mister Negative, obviously, who isn't in the original six in the comics. But then we also have finally, after he does his whole villain turn, Otto Octavius as um, Doctor Octopus. You know, so those are 
colloquially known in the Marvel Universe as the Sinister Six, and they're pretty much like the League of Extraordinary Villains of pretty of um, you know the Marvel, especially the Spider-Man universe. So I really like that they did that. Um, there's pretty much boss fights for every single one of them. Um, there's a, a boss fight with the Shocker, who's also another pretty fun Spider-Man villain who uses shockwaves. Um, there's, uh, obviously Yuri Lowenthal is the voice of Spider-Man. Spider-Marth. Spider-Marth. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Spider-Marth. <laughs> not, 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 not Spider-Sasuke. No, uh, <laughs> I just, all I could hear is like, anytime he talks in the Spider-Man game, all I think is the opening sequence of Smash. We'll each need to take out about 10. Oh, I'm God. Like... I'm glad that's what you think, because I think Spider-Yosuke, but... Spider-Yosuke. Oh, my God. Nice. But, um... That's honestly one of the selling points for me getting this game because Yuri Lowenthal is my favorite voice actor. Of wow, all that's huge. All of my favorite voice actors have voiced Spider-Man. Yeah, which it's not like I like like it's not like I like them because of that. Like I liked them for other things, and then just as I went through, I was like, oh, they voiced Spider-Man. That's weird. What a <laughs> yeah. coincidence! Didn't you say? Um, uh... Robbie, Robbie Damon Rob, voice. Robbie Damon voices Spider-Man. Yeah, there was that um, Drake Bell Spider-Man for whatever reason. <laughs> that for was... whatever reason they thought that was all right. But, you know, we lived there. Vulture. Just like... <laughs> yeah, no. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of, um, there's, uh, Yuri Lowenthal actually has a very funny line that I was just talking, I was just uh, seeing earlier. Uh, which is like, it's like okay, so I just had dinner with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's right. Mary Jane and Peter Parker are broken up in this universe, in this timeline. Um, and they fucking let you remember it. Let me tell you. They tell you constantly that they're broken up, and it is annoying. Um, so, <laughs> and he goes, well, I just had dinner with my ex-girlfriend, and now I'm going to go fight a guy who uses shockwaves to murder people. What a perfectly normal life you have, Peter Parker. <laughs> so, Yuri Lowenthal crushed it. Like, he did an excellent Spider-Man. You can tell he really liked the role. He's obviously very vocal about how much he likes the role on his Instagram. And um, what became pretty much synonymous with the Yuri Lowenthal Spider-Man was the new suit that you get for... Um, this game that has like a white spider on it instead of uh, the typical kind of red and blue black spider. Um, but uh, speaking of suits, you can get a whole lot of different unlockable Spider-Man suits throughout the game. And that so is many. so many outrageously many. I'll pause and tell you how many there are right now. Um, but uh, you can basically go around the world and you can get uh, different uh, you can definitely get different um, ones for them. Uh, there's, I'm, by my count, there's at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Going to do some quick multiplication. Two, three, four, five. So there's like 35 different suits that you can craft. And, oh my um, god! You know, some very, very, uh, you know, memorable ones. They have Scarlet Spider, which is my favorite. That's the one with uh, the cut-off blue hoodie and the red, completely red suit. Um, there's the Stark Spider-Man from the more common, uh, the more recent 
Tom Holland Spider-Man from Civil War. They also have the stealth suit, the the night monkey suit, if you will, from the most recent Spider-Man movie. Uh, they have the Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit, the uh, the webbed suit from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Oh God! Uh, the punk rock Spider-Man, which is yes! my favorite. Oh my God, Spider-Punk! We love that. Um, yeah, there's also the bombastic Bagman, which was Spider-Man when he had to fill in for a member of the Fantastic Four. Which includes uh, a Fantastic Four style jumpsuit, the blue jumpsuit with the black gloves and the black boots oh with the giant God. four on the chest, but it has just a paper bag on his head, <laughs> and it's one of my favorite things. Uh, and you get that with the DLC, which is great, because not only is the story really long and good, you also get uh, a DLC, three of them actually, and they do put a, a good degree of... Um, playtime on there's the heist which is all about black cat um the second one is turf wars where you fight uh hammerhead who is a very famous uh spider-man villain and then uh the last episode three which is silver lining you talk uh you get to team up with silver sable who's uh another famous spider-man villain anti-hero um and it does feature prominently throughout the plot uh silver sable so it's uh it's really well done. I think that uh you know, I you know, everybody you feel free to jump in, but uh I think that it really reminds me personally of um the Batman Arkham games, especially Arkham City, uh which was the third uh the third installment um as well as the final installment which was Arkham Knight. Um so Did you play any of those? Yeah, I but only played the part that had Harley Quinn in it, whichever one had Harley in it. Yes, and you yes. Could, like I, play her story. That's like the only thing I've done. I think that was uh, I. I think that was Arkham, either Arkham City or Arkham Origins. Uh, I can't quite remember, but uh, it, 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 that was a great DLC. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed playing as Harley Quinn as well. There was a, a Joker one in Arkham uh, Asylum that you can play as the Joker. Uh, and there was some Robin levels uh, in Arkham Knight, I think, uh, as well as Arkham, you know, uh, I want to say story, uh, city, excuse me. Uh, but the thing that really connects them is the stealth levels, uh, which you have to sometimes, obviously Spider-Man and the Batman Arkham games are all about the fighting and all about the punchy, kicky, uh, superhero-y nonsense. But uh, you, sometimes there were levels where you have to be quiet. Uh, I was just playing one where Spider-Man is... Uh, he finds out that Mary Jane is in uh, the museum that is being... That he's uh, is currently being robbed. And he has to help her, you know, and they've taken a hostage that isn't Mary Jane. Uh, and he has to make sure that he... You know, doesn't alert them, otherwise they'll kill the hostage. And uh, there was a lot of similar levels of like that in Arkham, uh, in Arkham City. Yeah, I remember Arkham like Atlanta. three of them. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, the, the similar ways that you could take out enemies, kind of like zipping your bat line to them and then knocking them out. You can also do that as Spider-Man. You kind of do like a web zip and then knock them out. Otherwise you can- so many people from the rafters. Yes, that's the, the other one. That's the other one you could do, which is the, uh, it was kind of the perch takedown and you can kind of like wrap them up and like, kind of leave them hanging for the cops to, to find later on. Um, 
And obviously that's a little bit different for Batman, but it, it takes on a completely different tone with Spider-Man because that's his whole thing is, you know, like tying, tying people up and, you know, uh, you know, and uh, leaving them with a, a note that says your favorite, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man on it. So I think those uh, games really work similarly. They work uh, in a traditional, in a, a similar way with like the open world aspect of both games, uh, the collection aspect of some games. You know, you get to do little things, completing tasks, uh, doing side missions, stuff like that. So um, it took uh, Insomniac apparently close to four years to make this game. Uh, it was chosen uh, for obviously the appeal, and they used uh, a previous travel kind of style from a game that they made a while in a while back in 2014 called sunset overdrive oh i love that yeah yeah it was a good game i played a little bit of it it was it was it was fun such a uh, it was uh, you you want to tell tell the folks about it a little bit maybe it was fucking intense like it was was like imagine like yeah it it was almost kind of like a a jet set radio kind of game you know where I, I, it was so colorful and it was so bright and everything was about just keeping the motion going. You got rewarded for combos. You got like power, like you, you, your attacks were stronger the more you strung along. And it was just like incredibly, it was an incredibly intense game. Um, I didn't play like too much into it, but I really enjoy the combat in that game. And you can feel that in Spider-Man 2018. And yeah, it's like, it's like they took, cause sunset overdrive was its own IP. And I, it, it kinda, it was like a little much for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It was just like, Oh my God, what do I even do? So, um, it was, it was great that they got that kind of experience into a game or into an IP that everybody knows because everybody knows Spider-Man. You go in and you start playing Spider-Man. You just think this is another fucking Spider-Man game. And it's a perfect way for them to kind of flex their programming muscles, which they did in Sunset Overdrive, and get the love that they deserved from that game. You know what mm. I mean? So, yeah. I think that a lot of people didn't really latch on to it. A lot of people don't have... I mean, a game about a energy drink that causes a zombie apocalypse... Uh, slash monsters. I don't know. I can't even remember. And then they but, went on uh, to make a game about New York. So basically the same fucking thing. Right. right. Totally get you. Totally get you. You're not. You're not biased at all in this. Uh, <laughs> no. Or, not at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it uh, is also very similar in the having the different districts. You know, there was different districts in Gotham that you would have to deal with, and like. Um, one of the things that I'm actually doing currently right now is going around and getting rid of all of the, um, the radio towers. And if you have the radio towers, it, it opens new sections of your map. It allows you to kind of scan for things to do in the area. Um, and like, there's a certain amount of them in each district. Like I just opened one of three in Harlem. So I'm able to see where all the backpacks are and where all the landmarks are and where all the crimes are happening. And all of uh, Harry Osborne's research things that I don't do. Um, obviously, <laughs> I did them at least once because I hundred percent completed this entire game. I, I did like, get those are like my favorite part. Yeah, it's like every single trophy. What did you like most about? Um, what did you like most about those? Oh, oh, I think I said this before on a podcast. I'm a really big science nerd, so 
going to all of the little like research um, things that were throughout the city and just seeing like, oh, these are the things that we're trying to do for like pollution. And here's you need to collect this so you could. What did he do? He melted the plastic. Oh, yeah, to make the grass. Yeah, and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I'm a really big fucking nerd. So I was just like, science? Hello? For me? <laughs> right. And that probably works into your love of Spider-Man, is that yeah. he's a, is a scientist at the end of he's the day. He's a scientist, yeah. And I, like I said, I'm just a really big fucking nerd. Yeah, <laughs> so and, and like, so is Spidey. Like Spidey's whole... just a big fucking well, nerd. I love... It's true. Listen, I love like everything about this game. I think this game was really well done. But I just like that there are those little things where, like, you know, some of the other Spider-Man games didn't really touch on, like, oh, he's actually really smart and all of these things. And, like, he's a scientist. And then this one, like, was like, no, he's a scientist. We're going to remind you. <laughs> We're going to remind you all the time. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously, like I said, um, Mary Jane Watson is a character in her own right. There are certain levels that you have to complete with Mary Jane Watson playing as her. Um and kind of showing that she is not only just like, um, you know, in the in the Spider-Man comics, she's like a model and like isn't really involved in Peter's like um, like crime fighting life. But in this uh, in this particular universe, in this um, in this iteration, she's an investigative journalist and she works for the Daily Bugle, the uh, newspaper that Spider-Man is very well known for uh, working at as a photographer, and that's how he was able to take pictures of Spider-Man, because he was Spider-Man. And <laughs> so uh, I think that it's uh, really cool that they kind of gave her her own story. I will say, however, I did not enjoy the Mary Jane Watson levels <laughs> at all. <laughs> they were all sneaky. Sorry, I go on. See, that's the thing. I, I enjoyed them, except for, I think, the last one you have to do. Oh, the like the really big plot important one. The one where you're in the in his in what is it the mayor's house or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, in Norman Norman Osborne's yeah, apartment. Yeah, you're in his. I couldn't. I fucking <sighs> literally think I had to redo that level like six times. Wow. And I was just like, this is fine. This is fine. It's fine. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like for these levels and like the stealth levels, like if you, if you uh you know if you get caught. It's it's game over. Like, um, and another character that you eventually have to do that with, uh, who's probably going to be a little bit more familiar to audiences nowadays, uh, is Miles Morales, who is My also. Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. So Miles Morales, uh, for those that aren't in the know, for those who aren't massive comic book geeks like uh, myself, like Rain, like Colton, um, you know, the uh, Miles Morales in recent years has become the new Spider-Man. Um, he is, uh, he is, uh, one of the ones that Marvel is focusing on in their narrative. He is, uh, a kid from Brooklyn, uh, you know, I think, uh, he has a very famous uncle in the Spider-Man universe, which is Aaron Davis, otherwise known as the Prowler, who's a very famous Spider-Man villain, who's real sneaky and really good at robbing people because he's so sneaky. Um, he features very heavily in the Into the Spider-Verse movie that we mentioned earlier, which completely focuses on Miles Morales. So if you don't know, uh, if you are just hearing the name Miles Morales and you want to know his full story, I would definitely recommend Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, that'll tell you everything you need to know. He is uh, half black, half Latino Spider-Man. And he is obviously Spider-Man's biggest fan as certain uh, 
kids are like to do when they literally have a superhero in their backyard. I know I would be, you know, swinging from my backyard and shit if there was a literal superhero in my town. <laughs> I'd be like, I would like to be just like him, please. Yes, thank you. I got to get bitten by a spider. Put them all over me. I don't care. <laughs> I would be bitten oh by God. seven spiders. I don't care. Uh, you know? So he kind of starts off the game as this, like, spider fanboy and... He has this famous cop dad who is also a cop in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, uh, Jefferson Davis, which I think is really fucked up of the Marvel Universe <laughs> to name him that, just from my historical perspective, because Jefferson Davis was the name of the president of the U.S. Confederacy, who was, you know, historically not too pleased with black people. So, you know, good job, Marvel. You literally had one job. Um, but, you know, I digress. Uh, so Jefferson Davis actually helps you out in this one level. Um, he helps you kind of fight the bad guys. And as such, he gets rewarded by the city. Like uh, Norman Osborn um, kind of decides to give him a medal for his bravery and excellence and all that. Um, but what a lot of what uh, what actually ends up happening is, uh, you know, obviously spoilers. I feel like we should have maybe said that at the beginning, but uh, if I haven't said it before, I'm saying it right now for very important plot reasons. I don't think anything too massive has been revealed just yet. Um, but uh, during that time, during the time where uh, Jefferson Davis is supposed to be, uh, you know, giving this speech and you know being rewarded. Uh, Mr. Negative attacks, uh, and he attacks because he really, as, you know, which is fair, he hates Norman Osborn, because uh, Norman Osborn and Otto Octavius, a while uh, prior in the story, tried to do this, like, experiment, I can't remember what the real uh, implications or intentions were behind this experiment, but it basically, they used this young child by the name of Martin Lee, who eventually becomes... Uh, Mr. Lee, who um, is actually a plot important for another reason. Do you want to? Do you want to tell the folks about Mr. Lee, uh, Rain? Honestly, if I could recall. Okay, I so missed. Like no, I just, I, I just feel so... like I'm talking too much. Like... <laughs> Honestly, it's been a, it's been a while since I've picked up the game. <laughs> All right, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll through. Um, so Mr. Lee is, he works at this thing, uh, called the Feast Center, which your Aunt May, the lovely old lady that she is, um, she's working, it's basically a homeless shelter, um, so she's obviously a very sweet lady for working there, and this guy Martin Lee is actually a really good guy, and, like, he wants to help out the homeless and the poor, uh, but it turns out that a while ago, this experiment happened to him at the hands of Norman Osborn and Otto Octavius, and it turned him into Mr. Negative. So he attacks this, um, he attacks this ceremony for, uh, Officer Davis, Miles' dad, and like a good dude, uh, when the bomb goes off, uh, Jefferson Davis tries to shield somebody that's close to him, and he ends up dying, uh, so... That uh, was not, obviously, Martin Lee's intentions, but it happened anyway, and Mar uh, that is kind of uh, Miles's Uncle Ben moment, you know? It's kind of right. the moment where he decides that he, um, you know, that that's kind of the, the, uh, the, the, the route he wants to go. So you actually get to play as Miles as he interacts with Spider-Man and as he starts, starts to learn things from Spider-Man. 
And later on in the story, he does get bitten by the specific, you know, the spider in question. Um, the spider team. Been, yes, the spider team. And he uh, eventually gains powers, just like Peter did. Um, so uh, a lot of the end uh, ending parts of the game is Peter getting give, being able to be in sort of a mentor role, quite like he is in the Into the Spider-Verse movie. Uh, but in a much more uh, official uh, way, I think. Uh, I think that this is, um, you know, it's a really great narrative. It's a really great story. It's uh, its characterizations are really are really well done, and is one of the things that people uh, really praise about it. I think that Peter is is portrayed as, you know, not only just this scientist superhero, this perfect, you know, he can do anything. There are moments of extreme vulnerability. There are moments of doubt. And I think that that's probably when it comes to superheroes, we obviously love them for their, um, their, for their, um, their superpowers, but we also do enjoy. And I think, um, you know, when Stan Lee was originally creating Spider-Man, um, we really enjoy the fact that Spider-Man is human too. And that Spider-Man has similar problems. Like when Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were originally making Spider-Man, um, they, uh, you know, wanted him to have like girl problems and like be behind on his rent and like all these things, um, that, uh, kind of humanized him. And I think we get that a lot, even though that Spider-Man has been this kind of the, the guy, the superhero for, eight years at this point there's a lot of um there's a lot of falsehood in um what it means to be a superhero and it kind of is shown through this and how you know he has to give up on a lot of his personal relationships in order to um in order to be spider-man he has to maybe do some things that most people wouldn't in order to be spider-man and one of the one of my favorite uh scenes in the game um is when uh Otto Octavius uh actually first discovers Peter working on the spider suit and he is like oh of course and Peter's like uh uh um you know uh, uh no not me um and he goes it's you and is like and so he thinks he's been found out and so he's like why didn't you tell me he's like well I wanted to but I feared if word got out my family might be in danger uh, and he says, yeah, I bet if you, you know, design his equipment, I bet people would be after you too. And he goes, yeah, yeah, uh, of course. I mean. <laughs> I'm definitely only designing his equipment. That is all I am after. That is uh, the thing. That's it. Yeah. I think you that, found uh, me. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, Yuri Lowenthal really, really killed the mix of, uh, the mix of humor because this spider-man is very quippy very funny very traditionally spider-man in that regard but he is also very very um uh you know serious at certain times there are certain things that you have to see uh and experience as spider-man that kind of pull out that more serious side of him uh one of my favorites is um when uh he his mask gets damaged in a fight with one of the uh, with Otto Octavius, with Dr. Octopus. And he says, uh, he basically reveals that he knew the whole time. And he, you know, goes through pretty much like the f already, like he already goes through the five stages of grief of like knowing that no somebody knows who he is. 
and it's pretty awesome to watch just within these two lines of you knew question mark and then you knew period like that's that shows you that he's not fucking around anymore like he knows that it's it's well within the possibility that his secret has been found out so there's really no reason to pull any punches anymore right uh, you know I really could just talk about this game for hours. I really could. I think that Insomniac really crushed it, knocked it out of the park. If you haven't played it yet, I really suggest you do. The side missions are a lot of fun. Um, I think the only thing I haven't really been able to talk about uh, is the the travel system, uh, the webbing. You know, the uh, the traveling New York City via your web blasters. It is. I mean, you could you could. Spread it on your toast. It's so buttery. It is amazing. It's really just very fluid. They give you certain things that you can do um, that allow for greater ease. Obviously, you can upgrade certain parts of your web slinging. Um, but, you know, you have a general, like, I'm going to do it right now, uh, you know, in in order to explain it. But you press the X button to jump. You hit the right trigger. And now I'm in a big full swing. I hit the X button at the top of my jump. And that lets me get a little bit extra height. I can zip forward with the X button. That allows me to maintain a little bit more flow and speed. Um, but, you know, it is kind of the... If you watch the Into the Spider-Verse movie, you'll hear the, uh, when he's teaching him how to web sling, he's like, all right, so, you know, uh, you know, web release. You know, web release. And it really is that way. Uh, it makes it it makes it feel very uh, natural, even though you're doing something a superhero is doing. Um, and you know what I really do love about that? It's it is such an important part of the game because they really wanted to nail that mechanic down because obviously it's Spider-Man's hallmark, but it's, a, it's something that you're doing a majority of the game. And oh, absolutely. Like they made it so visually pleasing and they made it like. Every time the web hits something that you're going swinging on, it just, it's so satisfying, you know, like oh, yeah. it's just so satisfying, literally clearing an entire like city sector in five seconds because you just know how to web properly. And yeah. it just, I've always wanted to do that. You know, I have always, every time a Spider-Man movie is on or a Spider-Man cartoons on, Every time he's slinging web, I'm like, God damn it. I want to do that. And do you think that that would ease your commute through New York City? Oh, if you could? Without a doubt. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, it's, Wouldn't it? I would just careen through my windows. But, like, you know, I and again, like you just said, I work in New York City, and I see all these, like, all I walk through the streets of where these movies were shot, and I'm like, I want to fucking do that. So yeah. this game has brought like that kind of feeling closer than we've ever gotten it. It just feels like they knew a lot of people like look at that and go, I want to do that. So they're like, how are we going to make people feel like they are actually doing it? You wow. know? Yeah, and I, I hadn't even considered that. And I, I think that you're totally right. I think that uh, it's, it is it is extremely satisfying and i think that one of the you you were right to say that it is spider-man's hallmark yeah and like it's something you're doing a majority of the game so it, it's just such a simple it's such a simple yet nuanced mechanic of the game you it know was one of the things i was worried about going into the game because growing up we had every spider-man game that came out my brothers were really into spider-man 
And, like, I just remember, if you remember the old, like, PlayStation 2 Spider-Man yes, game. Oh, oh, my God. The webbing was. I was, like, literally got the game, and I was sitting there, and I was like, what if the webbing's bad? And I'm like, they've had so long to perfect this. It can't be bad. And then, like, you know, you got into it, and it was amazing. Like, and, you know, there's things that you have to do that are timed and you have these side missions where it's like oh you're chasing after like a drone or a bomb and if you don't have that good like movement to get there the game's not enjoyable so i just really appreciated that we went from that shitty janked up webbing in playstation (laughs) 2 version to this beautiful fluid motion in the new game because like i gotta be real i probably would have given up playing the game if it was bad now i i kind of like this game seems very hip to its past you know it seems very uh very tributey or it seems to pay homage to its past a lot to all the past spider-man ips wouldn't it be hilarious if they added like a dlc where they had the the really shitty web mechanics for just like one mission or like something right. happened like peter parker's <laughs> his suit got fucked up or something and yeah, like the web, was, <laughs> the, web the web slingers are are malfunctioning you know that's classic i think there's one there is one of the the Harry Osborn missions where you have to you can't swing you have to completely yeah. be on the ground. Oh my god! So, yeah, you have to like, yeah so, it was really annoying. So that yeah, would be like was Spider Man like, in the in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, extremely annoying. Or like where we live, like you know, like yeah, where we live, suburbia. it's all very suburban. So like he would have a lot of trouble. You know, it's only because yeah, of all really. these. It's only because of all these. Uh, you know big buildings and and rooftops that he's able to do what he can do so you know what you know what they did do that i really really enjoyed that they did the suit that's from the comic books yeah they put in yes i really appreciated that because it it like looks so out of place (laughs) it does (laughs) with all of the graphics being so nice but then you have this oh we just pulled this off the page and slapped that in I just snapped it I, to y'all. I appreciated oh, yeah. it. It was it was one of my favorite things. I gotta say, hang on. Oh my god. Yeah, it really does look out of place. But like at the yeah. same time, it doesn't look too out of place. It literally just looks like a fucking like they just ripped that from the Javits Center. They just put some guy on the roof. And like it's you know, it looks plausible. It looks <laughs> do a flip. It looks plausible, but it does look so out of place. But I kind of love that. You know, they really, they really showed love to Spidey. And Trust me, man. There are many other suits in this game that are way more out of place than the oh, classic. Oh yeah, suit. are you kidding me? Like, I we were just talking about punk rock Spider Man. Fucking yeah. hell! If I saw that walking down the street, I'm crossing the street. That's uh. <laughs> I think it was Spider Pals. It's like Spider literally Pals. a cartoon. It's absolutely like a, just a full chibi Spider-Man. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. Um, so I figure like we've, t- we've really chatted enough about, uh, enough about the main game. Um, I would really love to talk to you guys about the, the DLC, which is a lot of fun. Um, obviously, the first one called the heist. Uh, you have to follow Black Cat, who's kind of very much like the Catwoman. Sorry to you know, obviously to p- 
pardon the the similarities, but it's kind of like the Catwoman to Spider-Man's Batman. Like she is a criminal, she's a thief, uh, and she is in some sort of a romantic tensiony thing with Peter Parker uh, slash Spider-Man. She only knows him as Spider-Man, I think. Um, so um, there is an actually very funny um, scene in the comics somewhere where um, they had already previously, like, boned, and she finds out that he's, like, 16, and she, like, <laughs> like, th- like throws up. Like, she's really <laughs> disgusted with herself. Um, I mean, that's a mood. So it's, it's, really, it's really great. Um, Felicia Hardy is a great character. I think that this uh, game did her very well. Uh, there was a lot of callbacks to her original origin story from the comics. So that's it was just dang fun to play and uh you know fighting alongside Black Cat in certain points was really really cool um and uh that's the first one the second one uh the uh Turf Wars is really kind of like a gang warry kind of uh scenario with this uh boss Hammerhead who becomes the main villain of the next you know not only this episode of the DLC but the next one um, and Hammerhead's whole thing is that part of his skull has been replaced by very, very strong, hammer. very, very strong steel. Oh, uh, so good. Close. Replace it with a hammer. Like I would really enjoy, Rain. I, I'm completely with you. I would really enjoy if it was just a claw, a claw-style hammer with. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A pinstripe. Like, that's Sorry. what he should have been, like and a, then they gave us this. Like a dead-ass <laughs> DeWalt hammer in the side of his head, just like... With a, with a pinstripe suit on, <laughs> speaking with a Staten Island accent. Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of, we were we were talking earlier about Miles Morales being from Brooklyn, uh, yes. and isn't Peter Parker from Queens? He is, in fact, yes. So, how many iterations until we get our first Staten Island Spider-Man? Honestly, not not that long, I think. I really can't think, think of a time in which SI will not be... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think to, they're going to you know, save it for last because it's Staten Island? <laughs> I, maybe. Uh, yeah, probably. I think they're going to give us the Bronx first, and then they're going to give us Midtown and then Staten Island. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny that you say so because uh, there is actually a... Um, there's actually a version of their, they're doing in the comics uh, where all of the Spider-Men are kind of colliding uh, very much like into the Spider-Verse, but um, it's just strictly like iterations of Peter Parker. Like it's not like Spider-Gwen. It's not like Miles Morales, uh, but there is the existence of, and I think this probably is the closest we'll get to a Staten Island oh, Spider-Man. No. Um, there is spiders men, plural, um, and Spiders Man is a group of, I believe, 800 sentient spiders in a spider suit that are all having a collective hallucination that they are pre- that they're Peter Parker. So- <laughs> I mean, that's, no, that's uh, Coney uh, Island Spider Man. <laughs> that's-, that's Grand Central Terminal Spider Man. Oh, um, specifically yeah. Track 19. Oh it's my really, fucking god! It's really great. Uh, and the final, um, the, the final, uh, DLC is called, uh, obviously Silver Lining, uh, and you deal with Silver Sable, who, as I mentioned, is a big deal in the actual main campaign, uh, and Hammerhead, uh, got really fucked up in your first fight with him, and now he has a robot body. 
I cannot. No hammer. I really cannot be kidding. He just has a robot body. That's that's it. Um, you know. So he's like just... he's like Richard Nixon from that one episode of Futurama. Like I absolutely. Just, I'm so I fuck with it. I love it. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, like uh, the the. <laughs> There was a, um, there's like a cop character that's been helping you this whole time, uh, Yuri Watanabe, and you kind of get to see, um, like a, a bit of a, uh, like a disconnect with their character, kind of very much their, um, their, like, the law won't work moment, and they're kind of like pushed from being a police officer to being kind of like a, an anti-hero slash lawful evil style, um, you know, character and i think that that's really cool because you know if you just play the main story yuri's just like a wisecracking really uh you know uh really tired police officer who you know uh tolerates spider-man to a degree uh that she can help him um or that he can help her rather um and uh but if you just played the main story and didn't play the dlc you would have a completely separate view of Yuri as a character um, because of this kind of, like, uh, through line through all of the um, stories of the DLC. So I think that not only is this... Uh, not only is the main game fantastic, I also highly recommend the DLC. Yeah, I, I really want to, like... I want to play this game completely. You know what I mean? It, it's just... It seems so fucking cool, and... You know, it's just such a long game, and I know it's two years old at this point, but like people are still freaking out about it. And yeah, I, because it was it was really well done, and there's like it's not like it's just you play it and you're done. There's so much to do in the game that like I don't know. To me, it has replayability and things like that. Which oh, is of really course, important. it's like it was like the Arkham City games. We we keep drawing that comparison. You know, those games were replayable long after you beat them. And actually, Zach, I, I wanted to bring up a, a question for you. We, Please. I, I think I might know the answer based on this podcast already, but mm -hmm. a lot of people draw a comparison that Batman and Spider-Man are like they're representatives of their type of superhero in DC and Marvel. Like, you know, okay. like Spider-Man is DC's, uh, Spider-Man is Marvel's Batman. You know, okay. do you okay. do you agree with that at all? Um, to I would say to a degree. Obviously, both of the characters are very different in a motivation status, but you know, I mean, let's think about the similarities before we think about the differences. You know, right. I think that that's the main point of your question, and I think it's a great question. I really thank you for asking. Um, let's talk about initial motivation. What happens? Spider Man, his uncle Ben gets killed. What happens to Bruce Wayne? His parents get shot. In both of these instances, um, the hero recognizes that crime is uh, something that can tear apart families, something that is not interested in playing by the rules, and something that is totally um, foreign to them in their current state. I mean, if you think about even the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which was very, very, uh, very... Uh, literate to the comic book origin story uh i mean peter parker was just trying to make some money to get a nice fancy car so that he can <laughs> ask out mary jane watson or or gwen stacy at that point who knows um you know and uh and he just decided to become a pro wrestler real fast and uh he got screwed out of money by the 
uh, promoter of the uh, of the wrestling match, and then a, rob- a robbery starts to happen of this said promoter, and he eventually decides that it's not his problem, and that very same robber is um, the one that kills his uncle Ben, and kind of starts off this uh, this loss story of the superhero. And I think that that's also very similar to, not a lot of people um, know this, but Batman, the guy who killed Batman's parents, actually has a name in the DC universe. His name is Joe Chill. And Joe Chill was this, like, no name. not chill at all. Definitely. He's still a chill. Less of chill. I mean, Batman's parents were filthy capitalists, so, I mean, I don't really care for that much. But, like, at the same time, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's important to him, and that's what's important to me. Uh, but Joe Chill <laughs> is this uh, kind of no-name, uh, just street tough, uh, you know, just a criminal, nothing crazy about it. In the original, in the um, the very famous uh, Batman movie starring Jack Nicholson as the Joker, they actually change it to the Joker being the one who killed Batman's parents, but it really is this this nameless criminal. And if we remember both the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man as well as Batman and his relationship to Joe Chill, Spider-Man goes and confronts this villain, this this uh, this guy that took away this person that was very important to them. And in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I think he actually like just like throws him out of a window or something. Um, but basically, both of them decide that it's not worth it to take revenge. And Batman, you know, confronts Joe Chill, the guy who killed his parents, and. He both of them decide that it's not worth it to kill. It's not worth it to take that manner of revenge. So I think if we're if we're talking origin story, I think that that's a dead set comparison. Um, I think that that's really true in their motivations. They don't they don't kill. They only subdue and or you know uh, restrain for the most part. Um, but they do have no issues really giving somebody the five knuckle shuffle every now and again. Um, so I think in fighting style, I mean, the difference is that Spider-Man does have super powers. Like he is super powered. He has uh, a superhuman strength. He, you know, he has the superhuman agility that was gifted to him by the spider bite. And obviously the ability to summon the webs, you know, whether you subscribe to the Peter Parker can naturally produce webs or the Peter Parker uses the web slinger theory. It doesn't matter either way. It doesn't really detriment in my opinion. Um, but I think that the difference with Batman is that he had to train himself and he had to physically just go to the gym, get ripped you know, go on a soul journey to Tibet and learn how to do Kung Fu uh, and all various other fighting styles on his own. But the difference is that Bruce Wayne was able to do that because his parents left him a nest egg the size of East Manhattan. And he's a very, very rich dude. And he has a lot of, um, he has a lot of, um, you know, opportunities that, um, that, that Spider-Man doesn't have because he's uh, he's a poor kid from Queens and you know he's obviously very very intelligent so he's able to go to a very good school and obviously get you know a great sciencey job but the difference between Batman and Superman is another a, a big difference I think is in the upbringing of the actual characters themselves well, of course but I um, I just like I would liken Batman kind of more to a Tony Stark 
you know absolutely like absolutely. i just Without i feel doubt. like they're they're the same type of hero you know they're just no like no powers built their suits and had a similar past i mean tony stark's parents were killed you know absolutely. so and tony stark again was left a nest egg bigger than manhattan so like it's just the size of Manhattan. <laughs> literally. Like, so I feel like Batman is more likened to a Tony Stark, but I feel like the fighting style of Batman can be likened to a Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, I think that it basically uh it summons down to the fact that um, you know, Tony Stark isn't isn't fighting with his fists. He's fighting with technology. Of course. So I almost I almost agree even a little bit further with the Tony St- uh, with the Batman Spider-Man theory like I I totally get that they they're more similar but I think that the characters do uh more do the same thing for their particular universes yeah like I think that Batman and Spider-Man um I think that they're very misunderstood in their intentions I think that Batman is able to be the Dark Knight. He's able to be this kind of scary figure, you know? And But some people, you know, fucking love Batman. They're like, yeah, obviously we should be criminals to a pulp. That makes sense. Um, but a lot of people fear Batman, and they don't really know what, you know... You know, where does he get all the money for this stuff? You know, what is, what is he capable of? You know, how, where do his loyalties lie? Sure. And that that's, comes with the added kind of aesthetic uh value of batman being a you know a very creepy dark uh you know uh presence but spider-man is like a wise cracking whipping guy you know he's like very chill neighborhood spider-man he's you're friendly absolutely and i think that you know even then a lot of people uh, particularly J. Jonah Jameson um, and his very funny called you're really going to love this um, J. Jonah Jameson is voiced by none other than Mr. Darren DePaul uh, <sighs> yes. yes so he he destroys J. Jonah Jameson he really does a really good version of him um, and you know a lot of people also fear Spider-Man and kind of trust J. Jonah Jameson in saying that he is a menace in saying that he is you know above the law and you know things of this nature but i think that they do it anyway because they know it's the right thing to do yeah i mean i feel like bruce wayne could do a lot more for gotham by just like paying taxes uh on capital gains over thirty five thousand dollars <laughs> um but you know agreement with that. he could probably just stop beating the mentally ill to a pulp with his bare hands um, but you know, that's, that's fine. Um, but I think the, both of the characters, I mean, Gotham is a, is a pseudonym for New York city. Of course. And so in a way they're both kind of like the hometown hero and like, not so far as like Bruce Wayne and Batman, uh, because you know, he's not like, he doesn't really uh, associate himself with Gotham too hard other than the fact of like really messing with their police force. Like, I mean, the Gotham police are fucking awful. Uh, you know, like it's just bad. Uh, so I think that it's, uh, Spider-Man gets a lot more, um, play and a lot more love from the hood that Batman does, but Batman doesn't need it because he has Alfred and his 
cadre of uh, adopted children that he forces into <laughs> extremely dangerous situations oh, to deal with. You know, he has his piles of money. He has the several DC, uh, you know, villainesses that he's, you know, involved with. You know, he has this billionaire lifestyle that Peter Parker doesn't have. Peter Parker has to worry about his rent. You know, Peter Parker has to worry about his aunt. You know, Peter Parker... Uh, has girl trouble. Batman's never had fucking girl trouble. The only girl trouble Batman's ever had is which one is trying to murder him. Yeah. So <laughs> that like brings into like the like love for Spider-Man though. That it just makes him more relatable. You know what I mean? Like, so what about it? Tell me more. Uh, relatable to Spider-Man? Yeah. Tell me more. All right. A. I'm a poor boy from Queens. So why the fuck am I not Spider-Man? That's my relatable. I'm poor. <laughs> I'm from Queens. You, you missed the spider and, bite part. Um, I've had lots of spiders bite me in my life, so... Oh my god! <laughs> Peter Parker gets Where? superpowers and all I get is a disease. <laughs> oh god, all I got is the stupid, like, you know, bite mark. <laughs> but no, like, you know, he's, it, that's just it. He works he has to work a regular job he doesn't it doesn't have this like huge amount of money he has to make his own suits he has to do all of these things that it's just like a lot more relatable mm. and people prefer a relatable hero like i don't know back when i was super into dc i really did like batman right I really did but batman's just not relatable because no nobody's gonna leave me a fucking mansion and a ability to make a bat case. Right. You know, nobody's just going to... Nobody's gonna hire a British butler for you just because you said so, you know? And also, like, like yeah. I just... I deeply... I, I think it's just... Now that you mention it, when you just brought up no one's going to build me a Batcave, it just made me realize how deeply insane the concept of Batman is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he hollowed out an entire sector of Manhattan, like under it, to build under a it. bad cave. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's it's insane. Um, I actually just saw a a meme the other day, uh, where it was like a fake DC, like if DC Universe had BuzzFeed. <laughs> um it's re oh no dude it's so good so he basically they were talking about like guess who was spotted leaving the bat cave last night are bruce wayne and batman secretly dating and he's like please <laughs> please give me the please give me the uh the timeline in which batman has to pretend he is romantically involved with his alter ego in order to retain his identity i that's uh, that's what we need. We need that as a comic, like just as a one-issue comic. It's a one-off. You know, like, just <laughs> it's so good. Oh it's my so god! It's so good. That's... And like, that is something that I feel like Peter Parker would have to get up to. Like, there's a very famous run in the comic books where Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil. Um, you know, there's not really a video game we can plug for him, but please go watch the Netflix series. It's very good. Um, Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, is a lawyer by day, and he wants to represent Daredevil in court. So he has oh, no. Spider-Man dress up as Daredevil <laughs> in, order to, in order to represent himself, basically. And it's just, it just feels very similar to me. I feel like Spider-Man, there's a lot more room for humor than there is in Batman. 
and a lot of the a lot of the humor in Batman comes from the like people reacting to Batman. You know, like yeah. it's never directly from Batman himself because he's like grim, dark, and awful. But like, if uh, you know, if you know, Dick Grayson, you know, knows that he's doing stupid shit, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna really uh, give him the business on it. So I think that it's a lot of, um, it. There's a lot of similarities, but there's definitely a lot of differences. But I will agree insofar as I think that they do very similar things. Yeah, for their particular. They fill universe. the same role. You know, definitely. So. I think that's Absolutely. really fun, and th- this was great. Like this yeah. is like I had a lot of fun. Thanks for letting me choose this episode, guys. Absolutely. Um, Before we end off, please. I do have to say one thing about the Spider-Man. Yes. And one thing alone that they got wrong. Tell me. They really think the police show up that fast in New York City? Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. Because I gotta be real. That's my one one issue with this game. I mean, is I'm literally playing it, and I'm just like. How are the police already here? <laughs> I, mean, I suppose what are you it's in a perfect about? world. Do you think, I mean, can I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you something for that. Now, New York City isn't regularly plagued by, you know, super villains on it. Well, that we could see uh, on a on a daily basis. If no, the no, police were no, like hyper aware, the super villains. Oh no, no, I know you're talking about the police response time. But if I lived in a city where Kingpin and Hammerhead and Green Goblin and Vulture and Electro and Shocker were all fucking normal occurrences, I'm pretty yeah. sure the police force would be beefed up significantly oh so, really like, you would say so in this police state oh, <laughs> i'm pretty oh, sure that they would be lives, like as somebody who literally lives in the city let me tell you you're <laughs> incorrect you were the, so wrong yeah about new york city i mean i know you work here but i live here and it is you were wrong because i can tell you <laughs> they would not they would not I mean, I they suppose would they would up. take the New York mentality where I'm pretty sure if I saw a fucking shocker sitting on the subway and he like blew somebody up in next to me in the subway, I'd just be like, okay, uh, yeah. my stop is next, right? <laughs> right, yeah. No, I feel like you'd kind of be like inured to it. You know, you kind of would be used to it. Like, you know, there's a very, I, I hate to keep talking about Batman, but now, you, now you've got me thinking, now I'm going to literally be drawing uh, comparisons and differences to Batman and Spider-Man <laughs> for the rest of my night. But uh, there's a very great episode of the Batman animated series called uh, Beware the Creeper, in which a, a villain yep. known as the Creeper arrives, uh, and he starts off by like needing a costume. And so he, he robs this like clothing store for his very famous feather boa that the character is very famous for having. Um, so it's, uh, he, uh, all of, as he arrives, everybody runs out of the store, but the store clerk stays and he's just like, uh, she's like, would you like that? And he's like, yes, please. And it's like paper or plastic. And he just like slaps this, like the mask. mask yep. Yeah. mask down is his plastic. plastic. <laughs> but like, that's the thing is that girl behind the counter. That's a Gotham local, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> she has lived in this city her entire life. She has to be used to this shit. By now. I mean, yeah, you know? I know what you mean. It's, it's really amazing. Cause like in the show like that, you can tell who the locals are. Like, Absolutely. It's just so fucking funny. <laughs> Great. So, uh, Rain, since you actually played it in, you know, in so many words, in, you know, five words or less, why should somebody play Spider-Man 2018? Because I said so. 
All right, that's all right. Because you told me to. <laughs> because you told me to. Absolutely. Um, I would say uh, no. Okay. Do you want to give us? An, uh, do you want to keep going? In in a in a bit of a longer answer, it was just really well done, and mm-hmm. I think that everyone should take the chance to play it. I think there's something in it for everyone who isn't a big fucking nerd like us. I, I agree. I completely agree. There's a lot of fun car chases and stuff that you partake in. Um, there's you can a really throw missiles at people. You can throw missiles. The the upgrades are a lot of fun. Um, and I think that I think that you're definitely right. Uh, I would recommend it strictly for its characterization, its um, its comic book literacy. And just feeling, it just makes you feel super, you know? I've not had a great uh, week, so last night I was just feeling really bummed, and I just loaded it up once again, and it just made me feel like a superhero, you know? As as much as, like, Guitar Hero makes you feel like a musician, I feel like this game really makes you feel like Spider-Man. And I think... You yeah. just talked for an hour and 15 minutes straight. You're a fucking superhero, all right? Oh, man. Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yikes, dude. Um, the other thing I can say is that it comes in a variety of difficulties, as most of these games can do. Um, the, uh, there is uh, the, origi- like the easiest level is... Um, they're all parts of the titles uh, that Spider-Man has been before. So, like, one of the lower ones is, like, uh, Amazing. And, like, one of the... I think that's actually the high... I can't remember. But it's, like, Amazing, Fantastic, Spectacular, uh, and Ultimate. Right. So it's it's all things that Spider-Man has been called before. And, I mean, if you play it on the lowest difficulty, I mean, it's practically a story mode it's practically like a, an interactive story. Like a playable movie. Like, yeah, yeah, and you know, you don't have to do all the side missions. You don't have to do all of the things. You can just go through the storyline and it'll be a, a great experience. But, you know, honestly, I played the whole game. I 100%ed the entire game. And I'd like to really share the story um, about how I did and the last trophy that I got. Because it's not, it's not like the information isn't given to you. And if you want to go and play the game, please stop it right here. Because I think this is a very special moment that only you as the player should interact with. Um, there is a graveyard that you can visit on the uh, north side of Harlem. Uh, the district of Harlem in the game. And it contains the grave of Ben Parker. Spider-Man's Uncle Ben. Uh, who is obviously dead at the beginning of this game, as Spider-Man has been in action for eight years. But, you know, you can go and you can interact with it, and there's a trophy just for interacting with it, just for finding it and just for touching it and getting the little thing that he has to say, and that was the last trophy that I got. Um, He just says, oh, hey, Uncle Ben, I miss you. I love you. You know, I hope I'm making you proud. And the last words that came up on my screen was the trophy. Um, and the trophy is called With Great Power, which is obviously part of Uncle Ben's famous quote that Peter kind of uh, rests his whole Spider-Man identity on, which, if you guys would mind finishing it for me, with great power. Anyone? I Comes great responsibility. Oh, sorry. I just... <laughs> 
God, guys, I'm just trying to just trying to do a little narrative here. Uh, but yes, with great power comes great responsibility. And, and fantastic I think that that, instant rice. And that I think, uh, yes, Uncle Ben's does. <laughs> God, God damn it. All right. All right. We can end this. We can end this podcast. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Uh, You're all heroes. Let's give You're all heroes media. to me. Follow me, C Train Media, on Twitter. Follow me uh, at Zach That Whip on Twitter and at Instagram on Z Form Arts for my art. That's Z E E Form Arts. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Oh No, It's Rain, and they both still probably say Felix because I'm not changing anytime soon. That's no, fine. No, you aren't. He looks and we don't change. want you to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, let's uh let's swing on out of here. <laughs> that was try my best. That was great. I tried my best to do the web sound. Did it sound good? That was great. That sounded pretty good. Nice. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Oh god. <laughs> and if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are they're at the Triforce underscore. We also do Twitch streams at the Triforce underscore. If you are the owner of the Triforce, it has been nine years. Please give that back to us. I think it's us. 10 at this point. I want to take a look. Oh my God. Probably at this point, 10. And we have an Instagram at the Triforce. That's the only one we were able to snag. Yeah. So we, we should stream this game sometime. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, when the CDC says that we can see each other again. <laughs> Eventually. Well, everyone, stay safe. I hope you guys are doing well, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye, everyone. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, I don't know how to end this podcast. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.